I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift during Zwift Academy season. This is going to be a news roundup of sorts. We've broken our summer sojourn. Benji and I on holidays looking sun-kissed in warmer climes. We've broken our holidays to bring you some B&B collapse news, Cav speculation, and Miguel Angel Lopez contract termination for the second year running, for different reasons this time, uh, <laughs> updates. So we'll hit you with those, and then we'll get back to team previews uh, later next week. But yeah, Benji, B&B, not just... Not going to World Tour, which was now happening. Not just a bigger budget with a World Tour level budget. Not just staying as a Pro Conti team. Completely collapsed, finished, done. No budget, team ceases to exist. Even I didn't expect that to happen. I thought at least the men's Pro Conti team would continue in some feeble form. What's actually taken place here? I thought so as well. I thought that the status they were at would remain of the plans that were being rumored did not occur. But let's get a, a bit of a, a timeline going of what happened. We know that BNB comes from the fact that a team was opened in, I think, 2018, Vital Concept, that grew over the years, eventually doing Tour de France's. But the rumors of a bigger goal were already set at the start. They wanted to in a certain time, become a World Tour team. Initially, it was by 2020, but that clearly did not occur. And eventually, we saw in mid-2022, roughly during or just before the Dauphin, if my memory serves me right, the rumors that there would be a big sponsor uh, that would throw money at this team. And this idea came forward with the numbers of 15 to 20 million budget, which... If you want to know what kind of budget that is, that's mid-tier World Tour, if not just above mid-tier. I'd say average World Tour is probably roughly 16 to 18 to 19 million, I'd dare to say. Some teams being 10 million, some teams being 40 million, that stuff. But 15 to 20 million puts you in the middle of World Tour. So if this team would have that budget, it'd still be a pro team because they don't have the points yet to go to World Tour, but they have the budget to sign a significant amount of decent riders. Anyway, the rumors for that brand was, first of all, Carrefour was said to be the brand, the French supermarket chain that would pop in. That did not really occur. Uh, obviously, that budget would be spent on big riders, and the names that popped up were the likes of Mark Cavendish potentially going for B&B. Then Nick Schultz, Case Bo, Ramon Sinkeldam, Richese, who came out of retirement, then planned another retirement, then would continue with BNB. That, that's his storyline in, in the going here. But all those names were rumored to go to uh, BNB throughout this transfer season. And with those riders, are there to say that they would go to the Tour de France with Cavendish. They, were, they already went the last two years without Cavendish. So, yeah, that would have been the case. And then a new rumor arrived where the city of Paris would be 
playing a role in it, where the city of Paris would give a license to the team to use the brand and the name of the city of Paris to the team. And when I first heard this, I thought, okay, Paris must be like giving money to this, but apparently that's not the case. The city of Paris is just playing a role in terms of having their brand used for the team, which seems a lot less than the way it was rumored, right? Did it feel like that even true? Like, Uh, apparently it was. I don't don't believe anything anymore. Like, was anything (laughs) ever signed by anybody? Like, you can, like, you know, you deal with people, especially, I'm back being a lawyer, like, fortunately, a lot of the clients I established, you know, Rio Tinto, Glencore's the world, big companies. But sometimes in the, especially when you're a junior, you know, you get a, a potential client comes in, they'll spin a big yarn, oh, we've got contracts coming in, or we're going to have those contracts. And one person's, it was nice to meet you, let's talk in the future. Some people take that like, we got a deal, or they'll just say yep. we have a deal. Um, and also like Paris, <laughs> the Olympics in 2024, uh, they don't exactly need more exposure from cycling when they've got the Champs-Élysées they finish every year. Like, kind of, like, why would they put money into it? So it's just, I'd really like to know, particularly if your man, like these people love to do a Phoenix resurrection, like, would you be surprised if t- in two years, what is it, if he teams up with um the... Manuela Fandasian people when they like they're like <laughs> we're gonna take a team world tour like seriously you probably come back in two years with a new project before that happens I'd like to understand with people now out of jobs like was any of this real because and also the teams that all these writers signed letters of intent I've probably skipped ahead of the chronology Benji but writers <laughs> signed things not contracts but I think Cavendish. He'd signed a letter of intent with B&B. Had they cited documents like from sponsors? But anyway, Paris was supposed to be named, not putting in money, and then there was post a right, like a mad search for the title sponsor, rumored to yeah. be big, big companies, right? Yeah, multiple companies were mentioned. Amazon France was mentioned, C-Discount. Don't really know that company, to be honest. Engie, which is like an electricity company, if my mind... Uh, Serves me right. Um, basically, the car for rumor at this point was called a fake by Jerome Pinot itself. Jerome Pinot is the uh, team manager here and basically the man that was hyping up the projects and saying, oh, City of Paris is in. Oh, we, we might potentially have a, uh, this plan in the future. But all of this happened. All these rumors came by of those big companies, but no official news came of like a big sponsor actually signing a deal with this team. And then we arrived in October, where a lot of things happened in October. And this is one of the things that Jens de Buschere said in Belgian media. Apparently, the team came together in October with the signings already of 2023, including Mark Cavendish present. So if that is happening, if you have all the riders together, then there must be some kind of like dynamic where Jerome Pinot just, just kept on saying to the riders, I'll find the sponsor, no worries, I'll find the sponsor, with nothing like on paper because otherwise you wouldn't have events like that right yeah like and as the uci have they made this worse by extending deadlines yeah and then when it's not worked out the riders are in even more bother with less time before the end of the year to find a new team like 
why why have a deadline if you're not gonna not gonna meet it i guess or enforce it so yeah it's basically it progressively like the snowball of bad news accelerated where you know you might not hear anything for a month during august and then suddenly every week we were hearing thing press releases where it was getting worse going from like we don't have a main sponsor but we might have the same level of budget uh as last year okay still got tour de france invite whatever maybe we don't have a women's team that doesn't get launched so hosking and cordon regoa stuffed to then we might have a conti team to then nothing like on a week ago the team's just done no budget nothing and single dam had already uh found himself a spot at alberson but yeah like i mean it it is surprising benji given there was so much smoke about more money but it's also not when you realize this team hasn't even won a dot pro stage since 2019 when lecoq won one in the last triennium they didn't win a dot pro or world tour stage like it's not a good team at all and so it's kind of Darwinism, what happened. It's just a very weird way to get – like it's just a very gr- ungraceful exit from the sport temporarily and in a way that instead of all the staff who I feel for and the riders getting notice, they've got like no time to find jobs. And also like – we speak about the fact that this team disappeared as a consequence of first they had big sponsor rumors, then they had, okay, maybe we can survive in the same position we are in because on November 17th, Dauphine Libre, French newspaper, when they first reported concrete doubts within within the camp of like BNB, apparently BNB Hotels had renewed its commitment to the team with a budget of $5 million. And if that is the case, then... That film, five million is there, unless once again it's the case of all oh, they said they would commit, or the case of they would commit if the larger project works out, which we don't know the behind the scenes of it, but it just started falling through one by one. And is it is it the ambition of going to World Tour that killed the team? Because otherwise, if it's just remaining in pro team, maybe this entire debacle wouldn't have happened. I think so. I think so. Because say you got the BNB five mil. Then you got to find to stay alive. Maybe you got to really cut some costs or whatever. You got to get get to eight or nine, yeah. which is a pro team budget, right? You should be able to survive yeah. at eight or nine. They had eight in uh, twenty eighteen. Okay, so they got to find three mil, three months, four months to find, or the year to find three mil is a lot more achievable than trying to find seventeen million in a month or whatever, or to find three mil yeah. in two weeks. So I think you're onto something there and the, the ambition delayed everything. And then, yeah, you can't pick up the one mil, the 500K sponsorships here and rack them up to get you over the line. Before we get to uh, which riders are in trouble when it comes to their contracts and where they could potentially go, I'd like to talk about who is at the cause of this. Because we have to take a look at the sport of cycling and we see that to become a team, I think they need to bring in their papers by October 15th or something around that area. 
and BNB wasn't on time with that, but got that extension that you spoke about earlier. They got an extension by the UCI on the deadline to be able to get their papers in later. So that there is, of course, the UCI making it worse like you mentioned. But should it also not just simply be earlier? I think the, the track boss, Gersilana, said that a few days ago where he proposed that these deadlines should be earlier in the year to prevent these issues from happening. Is that a, a possible solution or do you think that then it's going to become another problem? Uh, it's. I think you could make it earlier because also I think writer contracts should end on October 31st. That's not that controversial when you think the UCI but calendar ends then. Does it end then? Or is Costa Rica well, in December also the same year? Well, the last, like, what, World Tour or Pro Conti race is yep. October 31st. So, to st- I mean, to stop riders, the Vortas and EF, Craddock, Higita thing happening again. Um, but, yeah, yep. but sorry, before we get into the next people probably to cast aspersions against or wonder if they were, you know, how this all went wrong, I'll mention Swift Academy, something that's going right with Jay Vine getting that move to UAE Team Emirates. I believe he's in Spain now. Um, so he's having a great time, by the way. Anyway, Swift Academy is on the first couple of episodes are out on the GCN, the Global Cycling Network YouTube channel. I'm not going to spoil any of those episodes yet, but there are five contestants. Well, there were supposed to be five contestants, uh, male and female. But I think uh, Liz Van Herveling was, she fell six. So there's four women contestants at the moment and five male contestants vying for contracts at Canyon Shram or Alperson Phoenix. Speaking of teams doing the opposite, Alperson Phoenix, kind of the team, they did the opposite, right? Alperson Phoenix. Everyone knew they were going world tour. Everyone knew they were going to apply. And they pretended they never were like, well, like we're going to go world tour. Maybe they were. They, I didn't feel like they were beating that drum like a lot of other teams did. And they're like, yeah, we're going world tour. And they got it. So they're actually now those riders fighting for a world tour contract or maybe they go for the, the dev team. Um, but yeah, I'll send world tour next year. And I encourage you to go check it out because the strike rate of riders coming through Swift Academy who actually get second contracts now is pretty good i'd need to do the data but yeah it's good entertainment it's well produced and thanks to zwift for giving opportunities to people from just creating an unconventional pathway because especially for the southern hemisphere folk it um it's a genuine pathway into the pro peloton now so go and check it out thanks to zwift for supporting this show and yeah we said the uci benji for bnb uh is there anybody else we've kind of mentioned pino um or should we blame the French brands? Why did no brands step up? Or, well, there's <laughs> a lot of French teams. Yeah, like, why would I invest my money in BNB when I know that there's better French teams out there I can put my money on? Is it because it's cheaper to get my name on their shirt and they will probably end up in the Tour de France because of their them being a French team and being a pro team, thus probably going to the Tour de France? It's probably quite valuable, but on the other end, they didn't do anything in the 2022 Tour de France, right? I think Mozzato's printed to like three top 10 spots and that's it. Yeah, they're like, as I said, they're not they're not a good team. Like, if you actually look at the broader overall 
structure of world tour would it have been a good thing to have total bnb Cofidis, ftj ag2r am i missing anyone arkea arkea six french world tour teams in the next cycle and functionally we would have had six world tour french teams at the tour de france groupama are a good team above average team ag2r have a fat budget they're not good Arkea have worked the point system very successfully. We'll see how they compete as a world tour team based on their signings. I think they're just going to try and stay not relegated. Total is the one. Total got more money. Spesh came across. They got more results. If I was a sponsor, I'd be like, ooh, more money, more results. Something has happened there. Yeah. Maybe still not the best team, but at least like there's progress there. Um, versus and and FDJ, uh, um, their sports head of sports performance guy is pretty sharp, and I think they're they're moving in a really good direction, and their signings and their Conti team is just brilliant. But yeah, it's it's a shame for the staff, as I said. But again, I'll repeat, like it's not not the best team. But who's been who's been impacted by this, Benji? Pierre Roland retired. Um, he said he got offered a world tour contract, but he turned it down. And but who else? Koreski went to Bora. Laurence. Do you have any news on Laurence? He's probably the best youngster on the squad. There were plenty of rumors on Laurence the last month where at first Ineos was popping up as a rumor, then the likes of Quickstep, the likes of Ajudezer. We had like literally like six or seven teams at a certain point were in the running for Laurence and I think the most recent ones was that it's Quickstep Manage de Zero as the two ones. But when it, if I'm being honest, if you're Laurence, 100% take Quickstep if you can. Like, 100% do it. Yeah. But on the other we, end, if you're Raj Desire, yeah. But if you're Raj Desire, we literally said that they should sign Laurence in our yeah. preview of that team. So they would want Laurence. With Quickstep, it's like they can have Laurence, but it's not vital for them. Because it would also take a potential spot of a, a, a domestique for Remco in that sense. If I'm Remco, I'm, I'm like, you better not. You better <laughs> not. I'm not going to South America to do Vuelta San Juan, presumably not for free. Quickstep must. I don't think he's going to Vuelta San Juan when he bought a house in Valencia and they got a five-day stage race in February around his house. But he's doing San Juan. You're not taking that budget and getting a 21-year-old puncher sprinter when they've got Bagioli already. Like, I mean, maybe they will. If I was, as you said, Laurence, yeah, it'd be good for him. Age 2R, yeah, they got probably two people that can hit 1,000 watts on the roster, so adding a third would be good. Um, and he's French, so he could be, develop into a nice star. But it's one of those things where it's like, Laurence is a nice rider, like he's nice for sure. Like twenty young yeah. rider shows some flashes, but then I'm like six world tour teams all in his contract. I'm like yeah. it's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine, but come on, like yeah, just because available. Um, Mozarto has gone to Arkea, so that suggests to me. Well, first of all, Benji, it's not the biggest signing. He's younger than I thought. He's twenty four. Why have they signed Mozarto when? Frankly, they have many versions of Luca Mozzato already and not Le Cav. Well, 
one big point I think is that I think Mozzato is a lot cheaper than Cavendish, and I think Cavendish still won't fold for like a, a small budget like Mozzato's salary. I would dare to say. I would also say that Mozzato is better at scoring points than Cavendish. I don't know about that. I think Cav this year eight hundred fifty-seven. How much did Cav get? That Cav didn't write as much, but yeah. But this guy's schedule is like ridiculous. You know, if Cav actually, I mean, that's the thing. Maybe you're right. If you send Cav to these races, he won't try. But then he came. He did all right that last Flemish race. I don't know. Like Mosada's schedule was like the most ludicrous one 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 dot pro. <laughs> Uh, sort of misc sprinty ones so you know he should be scoring a lot of points but yeah they signed him um i'd be surprised you know that brings us to cavendish now the elephant in the room you said he's still holding out for the bag isn't isn't that time gone like isn't it all it's all gone to shit time now is to think a get a contract B, with a team that has equipment that you can sprint on with someone that can give you a lead out. C, with a Tour de France spot. Like, aren't they the priorities now? And then maybe hope you can get a half-decent one the year after. We had loads of teams already say that Cavendish is not the go-to for them. eh? We had, for example... Uh, Trek most recently saying that Cavendish, they're not going after him. You know, X already mistake. said it. Um, Trek, a mistake? Yeah, yeah. They're going to send Pedersen to Classics as their leader, Giro as leader, and then Tour as leader. And Worlds? And Worlds. <laughs> now, listen, if he's able to maintain a seven month peak, <laughs> good, fantastic. I like Pedersen. I think he's a really good rider. Yeah. In fact, Trek often underrate Pedersen, um, given some of the squads they send with him. But wouldn't you have classics Giro with Pedersen if he's doing the Giro? And then who's who would you send to the tour? No one really. You could have Cav with a half decent lead out, and you know American market Trek, but. Do you, do, think, you think the, do you think the Bahrain Cav experience has made a lot of teams really nervous? I think so, but I also think that the Nibali Trek experience might lead to Cavendish not being something they hunt for because Nibali at Trek was not necessarily the most successful uh, event for that team, either for the budget that they probably threw at him either. He was Italian, so that probably gave some marketing extra, but I think they are a bit scared of... Of signing the old guards. Then again, they re-signed Molama for 17 Gallopin. years. <laughs> a Gallopin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about Actually, Gallopin. true, they don't need Cav. They got Aberastery. Um, <laughs> so, but this but, is um, the thing, like, don't spend your budget, all of it, early. This happens every year, right? And you can get ridiculous bargains in November, December. Just leave one or two spots, 250K, yeah. 300K open. And you'll be able to get yourself a 600K, 700K rider for that price. Instead... Other options? Too much they've spent. Human Powered Health was one of the teams that was mentioned when it comes to Cavendish. That was a bit odd because they will not go to the Tour de France. So that's like like the last minute option, I think. Yeah, they probably like leaked and were like, oh, we're interested in Cavendish just to get like the promo. (laughs) We should do that. But 
Do you reckon we could get Cycling News to write an article if I say I'm thinking of launching a team around Mark Cavendish? <laughs> probably, probably. Maybe. <laughs> Not sure you want to risk that. Yeah. <laughs> Would be funny though. <laughs> but um, Vino, we'll talk about his team a lot more later, but Vino said that he has contacted Cavendish and he's down to have him in the team and that the ball is now in Cavendish's camp. He honestly should. Like, well, that brings us to Miguel and Hal Lopez. So, yeah, Trek, nope. Israel has said their team is complete, but it wasn't like we're not signing any more riders. But then it's like the one old English rider <laughs> they should sign, ironically, they won't. <laughs> Cavendish, um, because, yeah. And he might get them to the tour. Uh, Ineos, we don't know either. Could yeah. they, like, I'm sure they could move Camworth on if they needed to to create a roster spot. Uh, but they look full. So Ineos doesn't seem likely. So, yeah, Astana, a roster spot and budget has opened up because Miguel Angel Lopez had his contract terminated. Now, um, he, Raul's been following this a lot more closely. There's been, there's, there's been periodic updates of this in the Spanish press that the severity of which hasn't really made its way to the English language press throughout the year. Um, it sort of was like, oh, he's just a, um, a witness for this doctor thing who he's just seeing anyway. Well, this is actually who the doctor was. So the relevant doctor who's being investigated as uh, an operation, Operacion Ilex, is Dr. Marcos Minar. So he's being investigated as part of that. And Miguel Angel Lopez is a witness in the investigation into an alleged doping network headed by this Dr. Minar. Now, in Spain, it's not illegal to dope in sport, like in other countries like uh, Austria. So um, a lot of the Adelas cyclists and and code they lich like got criminal prosecutions Probably. for doping. Yeah, um, but running a doping network is illegal <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> so, but so if you are a client of said doping network or related to it, you can be called as a witness. So you're not being prosecuted, but it's like, well, why are you being called as a witness? Um, and another person implicated is uh, Vicente Bella Garcia, who is a masseur working for the Astana Pro team. So, according to, so anyway, Minor, who was suspended from 2009 to 2019 by the Portuguese Cycling Federation. So, yeah, suspended by them. Jesus. <laughs> um, suspended for 10 years. Um, for a doping in relation to a doping scandal. And I think he was on the water prohibited list until 2019 as well. But anyway, as a doctor or as a substance has a doctor, I think like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like teams or anyone working for team, they like, they can't even talk to Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in any capacity. Cause he's on, on that list, someone on that list. Anyway, According to Spanish newspaper ABC, mm -hmm. which we'll put the link to the article down below, 
the judge of the instruction court Quatro of Cáceres has documentation allegedly indicating that Miguel Ángel López received a dose of menotropin before the Giro 2022. So apparently ABC, this newspaper, says that they have cited documents from the court, this trial of Minor, um, saying that. And that's, and then Astana, we should get now to the Astana press release, Astana then brought out a press release saying they have terminated Lopez's contract. They obviously didn't say any specifics. They just said that he, um, yeah, he's been terminated because new news has come to light, being in you know, like in connection with Dr. Minor. And then Lopez responded. Lopez said, "Oh, sorry." I'll read the actual thing. Astana said, new elements showing Lopez's probable connection with Dr. Marcus Minor was the reason for the termination. Lopez said, there are no new facts which could justify such decision not known or reported before November 2022 by Astana team. So that suggests to me that he's saying you knew all this before November 2022. That's what that says. And... Yeah, he says this is a clear case of abusive termination without cause and that he will defend his rights before the corresponding court. So to make clear, Lopez has not confessed to any anti-doping violation. He's not tested positive for any substance. You know, substance from what we can from what we know, from what the press has said, has been found in connection with Lopez. All that's really come out is he's a witness in this trial. And ABC Spanish newspaper has that documents from that trial. So he's no one's going to sign him, right, Benji? Like apart from Medi yeah. in Colombia, maybe like you you can't. <laughs> and because you this trial might end, and then the pub like the actual trials documents become public, and you could look like you yeah, you just could blow up in your face. Yeah, I think there there's a substantial difference between looking at Quintana's uh, place where he is in and Miguel Angel Lopez's place where he is in. Miguel Angel Lopez has, according to uh, the reports we just mentioned, a probable connection towards Marcos Minor is what was said in that Astana uh, press release. And that is much more significant, having a probable connection towards a doping doctor, than, for example, with Quintana... Having used tramadol, being caught on tramadol and so forth, but tramadol not being a doping substance according to the WADA ban list, that's a very significant difference where on and paper... that's done. He's been punished. It's true. over. I agree. I still find it sketchy from a personal level that he did of that. Of course. But that and there's no aside, bad news around the corner, Touchwood. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hopefully. Let's knock on wood here for a second. <laughs> but... um. Also, next to that, can is it just possible to sign someone that is... He's not being investigated on paper, according to a statement. So, is there anything barring them from doing it legally? I don't think so. There's just like, yeah, the backlash, I guess. What's curious to me is... So, there's, there's a strike rule in the UCI rules. 
if mm-hmm. you have multiple riders in a certain time period, which I haven't looked up, um, let's say 12 months or two years, test positive or have an anti-doping rule violation, you lo- you can't compete for how long is it? Like 45 days? It happened to like, Vinny, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and if it's three, then it's like longer than that. Anyway. Gazzoli was on Astana and he popped uh, this year. If Lopez, if he actually ends up being punished for an anti-doping rule violation, do Astana think just because they terminated him after the fact that it won't count against their strike record? Like, is that what they're trying to do? Like, that's not how it works. You can't. Like if some employee at a company commits, you know, some sort of, they embezzle money and then they get fired and then the regulator says, we're now going to punish you (laughs) because that employee did something wrong. And you're like, oh, well, I fired them afterwards. They're not here anymore. It's like, no, 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 it happened. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether you fired them. So that's, again, like, I'm not sure that will absolve them of the uh, the second strike if anything does come of this. So, again, like a lot of anti-doping cases, police, court processes are really the uh, the engine behind a lot of them um, and not testing positive for anything. I would say I did have a wry smile that, you know, if this is true, like, who the fuck is doping before Mount Etna stage? Everyone knows Mount Etna yep. stage. They do like one watt per kilo less on stage four of the Giro. They always go so slow because it's in Sicily. And <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That also, I was like, <laughs> you don't even understand the parkour um, if that is true. But, but um, it's a shame. I want to mention that apparently it's a 15 to 45 days. It's uh, it's article 7.12.1 in the UCI anti-doping Two rules, weeks. the one you mentioned. Uh, so 15 to 45 days. The reason uh, uh, I think uh, Bargiani also had it in the past, if I recall correctly, with Ruffini and Pirazzi back in the day. Um, but I also want to mention that would it also not be logical that staff also counts within that? Let's say the, the master is involved in some way. Has he been fired? I don't know. I have no information on him. But according to those reports by ABC, he's in investigation. Yeah, like he wasn't really included from what I could see in this. Like the Astana press release didn't also say he's been let go. Um, I presume he would be, yeah. But it's it's not a good look. Um, of course, this is seems to be like has not well. I was about to say, there's not any team orchestrated anything, but yeah, the reports are that there was the Masur somehow involved in this. And it's like, it's crazy because I legit, two days after he abandoned, Lopez walked into the lift with me at home. And yeah. it's just crazy. Seems like totally normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of, it's just, yeah. <laughs> cycling keeps these things keep popping up year after year like these operations i mean i hope i hope we get some sort of resolution either way either a conviction yep. 
or being absolved. I think something in the middle, mid ground. I don't like things in the mid ground. Like at least Quintana's like Tramadol punished, move on. That's what happened. Um, I, but I guess they I think the ITA don't get any documents or not as much information until the court processes have finished. But on to Cavendish with Lopez out and his probably substantial budget. Astana are pretty fucked. Like their team was awful this year. And Lopez and Nibali were their better scorers, their best riders. They're both gone. So Vino needs something. He's got some money yeah. spare. He's put the offer out to Cav. Could Cav actually would you take it if you were Cav? If it was if it was twice the money of anywhere else or three times the money. Oh. Cause like Astana's a team that also has gotten the reputation over the years, eh? Lopez is not the only one that has been connected with doping stuff over the last 10 years. Obviously, there's nothing that came up like team-wise. I think Vino could have had to go to the UCI when Cookson was still there to like to like talk about it in 2014 or something. Explain. Because uh, they were considering revoking the license of Astana back in the day. Like Plenty of stuff happened in 2008 and so forth, where I think they were refused a Tour de France invitation as a consequence of stuff that happened within the team. Or in related to the team, I must correct. But I don't know. If I was Cavendish, on paper, it's a perfect spot to go to when it comes to being able to go to the Tour de France, but there's no train for you there. Their history with sprinters is bloody awful. They've got Gleb Siritsa now, which is that guy, that Russian new sprinter that's quite intriguing to see grow, to be honest. I'm pretty happy to see him. He's literally like a tank on a bike. He's like <laughs> he's like a rhinosaur on a bike. Dude, can't Pronsky do third last man as gonna roll? <laughs> Mate, Moscon will be back. <laughs> Seriously though, who can Fedorov Batistella? Well yeah, what would their train be? Fedorov <laughs> Batistella. <laughs> Sirius can't do a stage race, mate. He'll OTL the Basque stages. <laughs> nah, I'm probably being harsh here. I think he raced in like Catalonia. Um, Div, maybe oh. can. I think he can climb, okay. But yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Who will be last man? Who will be last man? When I when I look at their team for next year, I, I think the only, like, unless Siritsa becomes last man, I think that we're looking at a Batistella to be that. Or a... yeah. Like Fellini, ten years younger, maybe, but not <laughs> currently. Martin Las yeah, isn't that team next year. Oh, he could actually do it. All jokes aside, he could actually do it. Lass. Yes, yeah. Like he's actually interesting. The, you know, clearly twenty nine, Conti level pro Conti sprinter that can't has been on a crack at World Tour. Um, yeah, he he's the one. Who could do it? But otherwise, Antonio <laughs> Nibali. I'm surprised right. he's able to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just... He would have fit in that Q36.5 team. I know. Yeah, they would have signed him. <laughs> I mean, they could put together something, surely. But yeah, it's not great. Um, you got to give it to Astana, though, that... Basically, half their team next year is Kazakh riders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the Kazakhs are actually... Well, Luchenko is good. 
Uh, Fedorov is good. He got a long-term yep. extension. Brasensky is quite good. Pronsky is good. And yeah, of course, like Sides is quite. He's just finishing his career out. Uh, is he not? Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd take it, Vals Cav. I don't know. It depends it's, on the other offers. It, it could make side endorsements tougher too. So you lose money, yep. you lose other money. Um, Unless if Ineos give me anything, I'm yeah. taking it. Like I don't know his financial yeah. position, but like if Ineos offered anything, I would jump on it. And then, yeah. is a starter much worse than Israel for a sprinter? Uh, no sprinters before reputation wise. Yes. Yeah, of course, of course. In that aspect, I mean, purely in the sporting aspect. Israel has been bad for sprinters. Is it their um, bike? Solo. I think it's. I think it's everything. Honestly, um, yeah, it's just everything. But you know, X, your team, Benji. Why they said they, they won't take Cavendish? him. Yeah, I know they only want to sign uh, Norwegians and Danish people. But he's from the Isle of Man. It's like not far. <laughs> Technically, it was once owned by by the Norsemen, but was um, it? oh yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm making this up from watching Vikings, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I would say that there's also the aspect that they just signed Kristoff. Imagine signing Kristoff, hyping him up for True. to ride with Kristoff at the Classics and the Tour de France and so forth, and then be like, "Well, Kristoff, we know we'd put you in the center of attention, but we just were able to sign Cavendish, so now you're gonna be lead out." <laughs> But he should, though. Like, I would say going into Tour de France stages with Christoph, say they get the wild card, Christoph sprinting against Grunewijk and Jakobsen, Wavanaar, he doesn't have a chance. So, and Cav does. And Cav with Christoph lead out does. Christoph led out Gerben Tyson quite well this year. Unless it rains. Even then, like, Mads Pedersen, pretty good in rain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very um, true. <laughs> I tried, okay, I tried. I think well, it's more I the just, classics. I'm just saying, like, Christoph leading out, of course, in one-day races, Christoph is far superior and should be leader, but in the Tour de France, yeah. him leading out Cav is going to actually give you a chance to win a stage. Yeah, true. I agree, and I also think that, you know, X is limiting themselves by their focus on the on the Norwegian-Danish uh, area completely because... That will make their pathway to World Tour a lot harder. And if you have Cavendish, you, you 100% have your wild card. While now they're kind of on the fence, because let's say that Cavendish is signed by, let's say Total pops up and signs Cavendish, which also kind of fits. And for example, Human Power Health, that's like a shady one in the sense of if they sign him, are we certain that they're going to get a wild card? I don't think so still. No. But if, if Total gets it, but Total's automatically getting it, no? Oh no, they're like so. Total's going to the tour automatically, yeah, anyway, so. because of the they scored a shitload of points last year because of Julien Simon, um, and because they're French. Yeah, well, yeah, well, no, but even no, yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. take the discretionary spot. Yeah, yeah, um, because they're points. I agree. Total makes a lot of sense. The problem is, like with Christoph signing teams. Um, whatever the opposite of a sunk cost fallacy is, maybe it is a sunk cost fallacy. They're like, 
no, we have Sagan and he's being paid a lot of money. So he has to go to the tour to do the sprints. When in reality, Total should send Sagan to the Giro and Cavendish to the tour. And that yeah. would be, um, but they won't do that because the Giro doesn't provide much explosion. They've already put a lot of money into Sagan. But yeah, especially stay on the same equipment, Cavendish. So it would make a lot of sense. And their lead out's pretty good. Um, Peter Kennick said on, I think, Never Strays Far, I, can't, I think it was that, on that podcast, he alluded to Cav being in good spirits and likely had signed a contract somewhere. So I don't know if that was B&B um, a while ago, but apparently, so if that's true, then he's already good. If it is, though, I don't know why they haven't announced it yet. Um, yeah. Maybe it's Israel and they're trying to make sure they can get confirmation from ASO. I don't know. When does the Tour de France wildcards get invited? Yeah. Announced. Ages I think it's away, throughout right? the year. I think it's okay. like March or April or something. Uh, I remember that we were in the year when we discussed the Unix versus uh, yeah versus uh, BNB storyline last year or this year at least. I would send Unix now, 100%. Yep. Johannesson plus Christoph. And then who are the other options? Israel and Uskaltel. Uskaltel. Yeah, sorry. I know it's starting in the Basque country, but there's also 18 other stages. And the Basque fans are going to come out and enjoy it anyway. There's also Mikel Lander and Peo Bilbao both doing the race at Bahrain and probably Zagir at Cofidis. So I know it's very harsh, but Uskaltel, I'm sorry. I'd like to see Israel who won two stages or... Um, you know X, thank you very much. But you know, Uskatel, Basque Country, let's win a let's win a breakaway stage. Any last thoughts on the the Cavendish drama, Benji? Are we overrating his his draw? Are other teams or are we not? Um I don't know. Israel, how certain are they of getting the Tour de France wildcard? Cavendish is like I think you would make it for that, eh? Exactly. Like, wouldn't it... If you say we won two stages and we got Cav, like, wouldn't it... If I made it, so I'd send them. Like, they still have good riders. It just... Like, they were good in the tour. They they won two stages. The the problem was everything else. Um, Yeah. It would make sense. It would make sense for him to go to... To that team, it depends on like the length of the contract as well. Like, how long do you think Israel will sign him? It's a one-year contract, always. Eh? One, <laughs> exactly. So, I'd say it's a one-year, unless nah, it's a one-year. Simple as that. Israel is 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 an interesting place, I think, for him. And I don't know what the what the formation is when it comes to our team if they have spots left and so forth. But he's certainly uh, a rider that would make that team go to the Tour de France, which is exactly what they're looking for. So. That'd be perfect, I think, for them. Yeah, I think so, but hasn't come out yet. We'll wait with bated breath. We're nearly nine days away, ten days away from Christmas. Maybe we'll hear something before then. Uh, but otherwise, a lot of new, yeah, a lot of news has happened. B and B folding, and there's not just Cav. We've hyper focused on him. There's also riders like Nick Schultz, who are quality riders, who were supposed to go there. Of course, Single Dam's gone to be a lead out at Alperson because unfortunately, Rickard, I yeah. think, is still recovering. So that makes a lot of sense. That's a good pickup from them. But Schultz, you know, he was the favorite 
or second favourite for the Haltecamp stage in the Tour de France. He hasn't got a team next year. Like, this is why, I, you know, I said, keep a bit of budget in reserve for November, December, and you can snipe these deals. Is he a quick step pickup? Because he fits that mountain domestic role. Laurence or Schultz? Schultz. He would cheaper, so as well. I think. I think you can get for nothing. And we also don't like, get hear rumors from him. Like, so the, the budget is not hyped up as much. Exactly. The only hype for him is me. <laughs> for GC and stages. So, yeah, I think, yeah, not going to have as fierce a bidding war. We might get him for 120, 150 maybe um, at at Quick Step. And I think, yeah, slots in for Remco or somewhere else. I don't know. But, yeah, that's all from us. Hope you enjoyed it. Go and check out Zwift Academy, the episodes, as I mentioned. Pretty good entertainment, half an hour plus to keep you tuned or to keep you going on the trainer. We'll sneak in a Christmas Q&A as well. So make sure Benji will put up on Twitter, I think, the, the tweet asking for your questions. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but otherwise, hope you're all well, and we'll see you in the next one. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 